You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. You've got tough questions. We'll try to give you easy answers. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. This is Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz, recording from the beautiful city of Orlando, deep in the heart of Central Florida in the Sunshine State. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes out to listen to this episode of the podcast. I am so grateful for all of our listeners. This is episode 184, and I'm going to be answering a question that could be seen as relatively controversial in the minds of some people, and that is, are Christians required to vote? Or is it is it a Christian duty to vote? Um, you know, we, we are literally uh, just a few days away from a major election here in the United States. Uh, for those of you who are uh, not Americans, uh, I apologize if this is boring to you or if, if this seemingly doesn't apply to you. Um, but we are we are on the eve of a, of a major event here in the United States, and that is uh, electing a a new president. And the in all likelihood, the president, uh, the next president of the United States, will be either Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton. And at current time, um, it does appear that Hillary Clinton has an edge. Um, but I think uh, I think that it is likely that the race could still go either way. Um, you know, we are we are just a few days away from then. Uh, chances are, by the time that many of you actually listen to this, the election may have may have already taken place, and you may very well uh, already know who won the election. Um, but as this election cycle has gone on, I've been asked by a bunch of people, uh, how should Christians approach this election cycle? And that is a really great question. Let me give you a few kind of, a few caveats or a few prefaces here. Number one, I am a political junkie. Um, I read a lot about politics. I read a lot of blogs. I read a lot of articles. I follow the polling. I mean, I am super, super nerdy when it comes to politics. Um, probably to some extent, it, it's been a little bit of an idol, um, a little bit of a distraction in my faith at times in my life in the past. And there have been moments where I feel like the Holy Spirit has guided me away from reading or following politics because uh, it's not been help, helpful for my spiritual walk or my faith. Um and so there have been moments where I've walked away from that. I used to be someone who used to engage in a lot of Facebook debates and political conversations, but uh, over the last few uh, last few years, I've tried to step away from that. Every now and then, I do get sucked into a conversation here or there, but I, I do try my best to actually stay away from those because, uh, let's be honest, for the, mo- for the most part, they're 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 not helpful and they're not going to change anyone's mind. And I don't really think they honor Christ all that much. I think, I think if anything, it serves to to make you look bad or to potentially harm your Christian witness. You know, the my representation of Christ sometimes I think is negatively impacted by some of the political conversations that I've found myself getting involved in or getting dragged into. Hey, one other quick caveat, quick thought before I actually get to answering the question. Um, I know there are some people out there listening to this are probably thinking, why are you becoming political? You know, stick on theology. Um, 
I apologize if it seems like I'm staying, um, uh, that I'm getting away from theology or that I'm straying away from uh, doctrine. Uh, actually, I think um, addressing political issues is very important, and my politics are often governed and influenced greatly by my theology, and I think that should be the case for all Christians. As you approach voting and as you approach engaging with politics, that your theology should be governing and influencing that. So I do think it's important uh, for us to have these sorts of conversations uh, on the podcast. And, and in addition to that, I've been asked about this a bunch of times i've i've had i probably had uh, a dozen people ask me dating back to like april or may i've had christians send me facebook messages and emails asking me what should they do who should we vote for and i've i've kind of thought about it should i address it should i not and i just the one more thought about it, i realized i would be doing my audience a disservice if i didn't address this on the podcast and answer the the people that have asked for it and so i want to address very clearly give you my thoughts um on voting So let's get to the primary question that I want to answer. I've been asked many times, and that is, uh, is it wrong if Christian chooses not to vote? Or or is there a duty for the Christian uh, to engage in the voting process? Well, uh, let me make it very clear. Um, It's not sinful if you don't vote, because there are lots of places in in the world where Christians don't have the opportunity to vote because the people in that nation don't vote. Maybe maybe you're listening to this from a country where the people don't have voting rights. And so it's obviously not sin to not vote because if it were a sin not to vote, all of the people living in that country would be sinning because they would not be voting, right? Because they're not allowed to vote. So the idea that it's sinful not to vote is simply completely unfounded. And I've heard some Christians say that and my tip, I just typically want to challenge and say, oh, really? That's interesting. I'd love to, I'd love to hear the, the scriptural evidence for that. And just, I just keep asking, give me the Bible verses for that. Give me scripture for that. And at no place can anyone ever give any Bible verses for that. So if someone tries to make that argument, they're just being irrational. With all due respect, I just, that's, that's my opinion. I just think they're being irrational. Um, and what I would encourage you to do is not argue with that person because that's probably not going to be helpful. But just gently and kindly ask them for the scripture uh, to back up their opinion. Say, hey, what's the scripture that says um, that we have to vote? Please just, and if they try to point you to something that's probably not going to be sufficient, just, okay, what else? What like The bottom line is they'll never get to anything because there is no scripture. Now, I do believe that we as citizens of the United States, those of you who live in the United States, you're, if you're a citizen of the U.S., you do have a responsibility to your nation. Uh, it's not necessarily a Christian responsibility. It's not necessarily a biblical duty. It's not a mandate from God. But I do think I do think there are elements that our government needs from its citizens. Um, the Bible does tell us in Romans 13 that we are to be subjected to the governing authorities. Uh, we are to honor them. It is God who places authority over us. Even when the authority is not honorable, it is ultimately God who placed that authority there, and therefore we should seek to honor them, even when they're in the wrong. I, I tell you, the United States government, in a lot of ways, has done some wrong things. Now, I love this nation. I love the nation I was born into. I am thankful for the incredible liberties we have, the opportunities we have. Uh, I think the United States has mostly been a force for good throughout world history. There are definitely some bad things we've done. There are definitely some major black eyes on, on the resume and the track record of the United States. But overall, the United States has been a force for good in a lot of ways. I am proud of that. I'm excited about that. I'm thankful for that. However, 
I'm also honest to say the United States is imperfect. We've done lots of dumb things throughout history, and our government is currently making lots of mistakes. I think the way we tax people is wrong. I think it's it's immoral in a lot of ways. I think the way we spend money is unethical. I think uh, some of the lack of accountability at some levels of government is immoral and unethical. I think there's lots of problems with the current American government in a lot of ways, both the federal level and at the, the state and local levels. I think there are a variety of issues. But even with that said... I believe that God would call me to honor the laws, assuming those laws do not directly contradict uh, what the scripture tells us as Christians to live out. And so we as Christians, we are obligated by God to be model citizens. We are uh, to obey the laws. We are to pay our taxes. We are to uh, to engage in in uh, in our nation in a way that would be helpful to our country. Um, however, our responsibilities are always first to God and then second to our nation. We are citizens of of heaven before we are citizens of the United States. And I think it is appropriate to take stance as citizens of heaven. If there is something immoral or something that is not honoring to God, it is appropriate for us to stand against that thing, even if it means it seems to violate our duties as citizens to our country. Right? Our, our loyalty should be first and foremost to our citizenship, to the kingdom of God, secondly, to the citizenship of our nation. Okay, I want to make that very clear. And sometimes it's okay to take a stand against something that is immoral, even if it betrays your duty as a citizen. Now, I do believe it is a duty for American citizens to engage in the democratic process, to intentionally engage and to 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 use their rights um, we as Americans use our rights to influence the nation. Uh, that is that is built into our constitution. It is uh, the rights of our government. We are given the ability to vote, to be involved in the political process, to influence the the the, the government and the direction of our government by using the power of the ballot. However, I can also choose to abstain from casting a vote as a protest if I think something is wrong. I can choose to abstain from it, and that is a form of voting. There are some people that will tell you that you should not do that. You're obligated to choose someone, and I disagree with that. There is no biblical basis for that. And if you look at our founding documents as a nation, there's no constitutional argument that can be made that Americans are obligated to vote. Uh, not too long ago, I actually got involved in a Facebook conversation where someone said to me, how dare you not vote? You know how many people died for the right for you to vote? How dare you disgrace their death? They died in vain when you don't vote. And I thought to myself in my head, what a stupid, asinine, ignorant thought process. I didn't say that, uh, but that was, what I, that was a thought process that went through my mind. But I did respond and I made it very clear. Yes, there have been lots of people throughout American history that have died, that have paid the ultimate sacrifice to give we Americans the right to vote. That is an that is a liberty we've been given by, by the sacrifice of many people before us. I am thankful for that. I want to make that very clear. I am very, very thankful for those men and women that have paid the ultimate sacrifice so that we today can have those forms of liberties and freedoms. Thank you to that. And thank you to anyone listening to this. If you've lost a family member or someone you care about, uh, in a war or in some other conflict. I thank you for enduring the pain you've endured so that we can have freedoms and liberty. I want to make that very clear. I am thankful for that. However, I also want to make it very, very clear that that the people who died didn't die 
to give me an obligation to vote. They get, they died to give me the freedom to choose to vote when I so when I believe it's necessary. They died to give me the freedom to choose to vote. They died to give me the liberty to exercise my vote and that it could not be taken away from me by any government entity or any oppressive form of government. They died to to fight back tyranny, not to put me under obligation, right? People die to give me freedom. By definition, freedom is something that you can exercise whenever you want, however you want. There are a variety of freedoms guaranteed to Americans uh, through the Constitution and a variety uh, of other documents. How about the freedom to choose religion? Does the government obligate us to, to choose religion? No. Like The fact that I have a freedom to choose religion doesn't mean I'm obligated to choose religion. I, I don't have a duty to be religious. Neither does any American. Right? The, the Second Amendment guarantees me the right to bear arms. I have the right to own a gun if I choose to own a gun. But does that mean I'm obligated to own a gun? No, I'm not obligated to own a gun, right? Like, you, It's not against the law to not have a gun. There's no civic duty to own a gun. The Constitution guarantees us uh, the freedom of the press. If someone wants to go into business and launch a blog or a website or a newspaper or a magazine, they have the freedom to do that. Am I obligated to be a member of the press? Am I obligated to become a reporter? No. Is it my civic duty to be a journalist? No. Like, the freedom of the press is a freedom given to the American people and that any person, a part of the United States, can choose if they want to, to be a part of the press and the government cannot control them or oppress them or, or, or should not have the power to manipulate their reporting and the information that they're giving us. Like The Constitution guarantees us a variety of things. It doesn't obligate us to, to participate in those things, right? The Constitution guarantees us the right to assemble, the right to protest. That That is a that is a, a, a part of the Constitution is a right guaranteed to every American. Am I obligated to protest? No. Do I have a civic duty? No. Like, and the same goes for voting. I'm given the right to vote. I'm not obligated to vote. That's a big difference. I don't have a duty to vote. I have the opportunity to vote. If freedom is actually going to be freedom, I have to be free to choose to exercise my right to vote in whatever fashion I choose to use it. Otherwise, it's not freedom. If you tell me I'm obligated to vote, then what you're basically telling me is that's just another form of oppression. That's another form of enslavement. It's obligation. It's burdensome. It's tyranny. It is not liberty. It is not freedom. Freedom has to be free. Like, I have to be free to make my choice. That means I can free to vote for whomever I want to vote for. And that means that I am free to choose not to vote if none of the candidates are qualified. Let me say that again. Freedom means that I am free to choose to exercise my right to vote if I want to. And it also means that I am free to choose to abstaining from voting if I believe that voting in that particular election will be immoral in one way or another. If voting for a particular candidate is in line with your moral convictions, then please vote for that candidate and do it with enthusiasm. But if there is no candidate that is in line with your moral convictions, then you have my permission. You don't need my permission, but you have it if you want it. You have my permission to choose to abstain from voting.
It is appropriate to choose to vote. It is appropriate to intentionally choose to abstain if you feel like it's inappropriate. You are under no obligation. You are free. You are constitutionally free from the obligation or duty of voting. No one is under the burden or obligation to vote. You have the right to choose to vote whenever you want to as you see fit. That is the right guaranteed to you in the Constitution. Now, let me tell you what is not appropriate. is to simply not care or to be ignorant or, uninformed, or uninformed. Just to, to not vote because you just don't know any better or just to go cast a vote just because whatever. Well, I'm a Republican. I guess I vote for Trump or I'm a Democrat. I guess I vote for Clinton. Like Those are ignorant ways of voting. And it's in my opinion, you're not being a good citizen. In my opinion, if you vote ignorantly or if you just choose not to vote because you don't care or you're just flipping about the opportunity to vote or not vote, in my opinion, you're not being a very good citizen. In my opinion, you're not honoring our nation and, and you are actually betraying the spirit of the law of Romans 13. See, some people just vote randomly or flippantly. I think that's inappropriate. I think what's, what is appropriate or what's more appropriate is to choose to vote based on your moral convictions or to choose to abstain based on your moral convictions. But to flippantly not care or to vote ignorantly, in my opinion, is wrong and betrays the idea of being a quality citizen or being or doing your civic duty. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you have a question about anything I've said, feel free to shoot me an email. Or if you have a question or topic that you want me to address uh, on a future uh, episode of the podcast, even if it's completely unrelated to voting, I'd love to hear from you. Please feel free to shoot me an email. The address is heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. If you want to connect with me personally, the best place to do that is on Twitter. I love the tweet. I look forward to connecting with you there. My Twitter handle is at Kenneth Ortiz. That's K-E-N-N-E-T-H-O-R-T-I-Z. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us.